Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking all about the green aura. What does it mean to have a green aura? And we're also talking about something called the invisible string theory. What I noticed about green auras is they like to blend science with spirituality. So what better way to begin this conversation with talking about the trending topic, the invisible string theory. Now we couldn't get Neil deGrasse Tyson to come and explain this to us, but we do have a wonderful replacement to that. Hey, Scotty. Hey guys. And just so people remember, I did graduate from Harvard. Yes. Harvard University. Right. <laughs> uh, you might have seen me wear my sweatshirt that says Harvard on it. <laughs> Therefore, it's true. Right. I don't know if Degrassi guy went to Harvard. He did. Uh, yeah. And Princeton, know, I think. And yeah, Columbia. When I was on campus, we heard about this fella <laughs> a little bit, you know, it was a little bit out there with some of his theories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, all right, fine. <laughs> well, so, we have to talk about real quick what is the invisible string theory okay, so that's what, trending? Okay, so. Uh, I did do some research here, and all right, this, this is what I came up for the exact for invisible string theory. Well, what is it on TikTok? First? Right, on like, TikTok, yes, where you know everything is true and believable, <laughs> and where we should be getting all our news. The invisible, the invisible string theory is described as a charming idea, suggesting that the universe is stitched together with threads of destiny, much like the concept of a red thread in Eastern Asian culture that ties together people meant to to meet. Right. Okay. So. So there's two things going on here. All right, so the Chinese belief is this idea that there's this red thread of fate, mm-hmm. which suggests that two people, if they're meant to be, they're connected, and there's this, you know, thread that ties their fingers together. Right. So then, and that has been in other cultures too. You can find that in Greek Greek mythology and, play, and other places like that as well. Um, and then I guess TikTok took this yes. to mean. Like, in, you could probably put it in more TikTok words. Yeah. Basically, like, what is it like? Like, you, know, you can't sever a connection with somebody. Who's so these, meant to be. Yeah, right? these are, like, situations where no matter what you would have met your other person. But it could also be opportunities or, or like, houses. Sometimes, it can, like, people have been spreading, like, there's a string connecting you to a house or there's a string connecting right. you to an opportunity. So if you look back and, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, my husband... Uh, before I met him 20 years prior was in my preschool class or, or his grandma was my English teacher, like weird things like that. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's been trending on TikTok. Yeah. And okay. That, so that's the theory. So where does that all stem from? So I'm trying to, I was trying to find like some kernel, yeah. something to hang on to <laughs> right? where I could be like, okay, they got it from this. Yeah. So like, like the, uh, like the the myth in, in China, the Chinese myth, they got it from there. They got it so from there's there. something there. Okay, right. so there's something to it. So all right, so I did my research, and this is what I found. Oh, good. Okay, good. This all was right. in the 1990s. This seems. Oh, really? Yes. yes. At a secret location in the what? New Mexico desert. Okay. Doctor Samuel Beckett is sounds, realizing his life's work. Sounds familiar. He has a project based on his own string theory, in which a lifetime is visualized as a piece of string balled in your fist can be traversed by leaping from one point to another that it touches. The project is close to, you know, close to going under. This it's is very sh- expensive. Scott, this was a show. No, no. no. This is, <laughs> Wait, yes, this is the birth of string theory. No. <laughs> Desperate to prove his worth, Sam steps into the accelerator chamber <laughs> prematurely and is swept into the past. Yes. Attempts are made to bring him back, but the retrieval program fails and Sam is stuck in 1956. It's Quantum Leap. The first one. Okay, that's quite. I've ruined yes. all your shows Fine. for you forever. That did. This is because I can't. I can't watch any TV with you because of this. That's correct. 
because the way they ended. That is the last Leap. network TV show that I watched <laughs> because I don't know if anyone is a fan of Quantum Leap. They left Sam leaping. Yeah, they, they left did. him in the string theory. They actually have the redo Quantum Leap. It's on now. I'll never watch that. And, but they don't. They, they, I guess Sam Beckett's still leaping, and it's just a new scientist now. Yeah, Sam Beckett is still leaping. <laughs> Like the He's premise. still going on the points of the string. <laughs> Wait, what's the actor's name? Oh my oh, god! Oh, Scott Bakula. Oh, I guess. Yeah, oh. and then Dean uh, Al was his buddy. Yeah, oh, god. Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. I don't know. I don't know. I think he passed. Oh. All right. So what, let's go into actually what. All right. So All right, obviously, what's I was string go, theory? Around. All right. So string theory. This is and the Greens are gonna. Kill me on this one because I have no idea what this is all about. I we try. I don't understand I it. I make him do it. I'm just kind of reading off <laughs> nonsense off a page here. Okay. <laughs> string theory is the idea in physics that reality is made up of infinitesimal vibrating strings smaller than atoms and electrons. Oh. Okay. So ba- basically I think what I got from doing the research is like, like we mostly think like everything's made up of atoms and electrons and neutrons and protons. Right. And the string theory people – believe it's not like that okay you know like there's like table that we're recording on is all atoms right right it's a bunch of balls they together think, right i think they think it's more like strings. strings like string yeah like strings right and those strings like neurons yeah okay sure strings. yeah put some green terms in there if you'd like oh i don't know um, <laughs> so that's fine <laughs> so i right. think the string they're saying this and by the way this is not accepted by all quantum physicists mm-hmm. or many physicists, only a portion of physicists oh, really? that believe in this okay, stuff. Okay, so it's just a theory. Yeah. So the strings vibrate, they twist, they float, uh, and they produce, in effects like many, many, many tiny dimensions Ooh. that humans Ooh, interpret cool. from everything from, could be particles in physics to large-scale phenomena like gravity. To, okay. So to explain things that we can't explain, like I guess like... I thought we could explain it. I don't know. It left my brain. Honestly, this yeah, is too. already beyond me. But yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's interesting it, though. It, it, it is interesting. And I guess it came about in the 1960s, 1969, this Italian physicist, Vienziano. They seemed real productive back then. Yeah. I just want to randomly say that about the 60s. <laughs> like it seems <laughs> like every- Productive time <laughs> in, in physics. Yeah. It seems like everything is like in the 60s. It's like, yeah, again. Yeah. All right. But keep going. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he writes down this formula, I guess, and it has this four-string formula. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on here, people. I, I taught history. I did not teach quantum physics. I took a history of quantum physics once. You did? Yeah, I did. I learned about Schrodinger's cat and Max Planck and Einstein with- and all those guys. All right, but keep going. So I, I, I know more about vampires than I do about string theory. All right, so this guy in the 60s came up with a four-string theory. So he comes up with this, like, four-string theory. It's mm-hmm. now the very famous thing in, in the field of Venziano altitude or something. Wow. But ba- basically, he's. It's, I guess it's another way to describe the pro- – instead of, like, protons and neutrons. And okay. Atoms, it's another, that's all I can get from it. It's another way to describe that kind of stuff. All right. And then, you know, they spend the next couple decades, you know, the 70s, the 80s, until you get to yeah. Dr. Sam Beckett in the 90s, <laughs> you know, trying to either prove this to be true okay. or false. Uh, there, there's no experiment that has proven this string theory to be fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's, you know, what's that? How many years later is that? 50 years later. Right. And we're still – not at a conclusion. Um, but it also predicts, and maybe this is where it does connect to the, the invisible string theory that yeah. the TikTokers, I think, got from a Taylor Swift song, they by did. the way. They did, yes. Uh, of course, <laughs> it came from a Taylor Swift song. But they are predicting that 
there could be these 10 space-time dimensions. 10 of them? 10 okay. of them. Now, we, in our world, we, we there's, I guess, four. There's four dimensions. Uh, you know, we think okay. five. We, we say, do the we five. The five we do the five. Right. In, like the scientific world, it's four. Right. I guess there's first, second, third, right, there, 3D, and then... They like, and then time is one dimension to them, like four D. So, but yeah. we we here on this show, I never we believe th- in five, I, right? <laughs> They're in the string theory. They believing in ten. Okay, now, it's not a problem, people, because how do you get from four to ten? Yeah. Well, according to the string theory, six of the dimensions are wrapped into a small compact shape. Okay. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but six of the dimensions are in a small compact shape. Thank God. And it can only be seen by a very large, precise. Things such as the Large Hadron Collider. <gasps> oh, you know that that's is? another thing on TikTok. Oh, no, okay. Because, okay. So now, now it's real. And if it's on TikTok, <laughs> it's I real. heard about it. It's on TikTok, it's real. That's great. No, they turned it on. They turned on some sort, and I don't know what everybody was talking about. All right. The listeners know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> okay. I'm really okay. bad at this. It's, we're like two... Uh, humanities majors that are trying to talk about physics, but I will say, <laughs> I will say this: there, yeah, whatever that machine you just talked about, because it's a machine, right, yeah. or something, yeah, something like that. Whenever they turn it on, they say like our dimensions get all wonky, and they just did it like last year. They okay. turned it on, and and all the TikTokers were like, "Oh, get ready!" Like, and that what's that? The Mandala effect is yeah. going to take place because we're all being shifted to different dimensions, so things are going to change. For example. Did Richard Simmons wear a sweatband or no on his head? Okay. <laughs> but you're putting me on the spot here. Yeah, that's what I I'm trying go to do. Back to, this is know, Mandala effect. I would say he did not. I don't think he did. Okay. You so think, the Mandala he? effect, people are saying that he did or didn't. Like, they, they don't remember. I mean, all I remember is him wearing very short shorts. That I remember. Yeah. Okay. So, so all these things are coming up. And one of them was, was Richard Simmons wearing a headband or not? What do you remember? And you said he was. No, no. Uh, I said no. I don't think he was. He wasn't? Okay. No, I said no. All right. He did not wear a headband. Right. I don't but know. a lot of people remember him wearing, very right. specifically, like a sweat headband. Okay. So little things like that are being thrown around. Like the mandala effect is like shifting because they turned on that weird machine. That machine that and it's, we talked and about. And that's, that's what you're talking about. All the dimensions got all weird on us and we're actually got thrown in in different dimensions right. all the time well that's okay and that would make sense and they're saying it's going to happen again when they turn the machine on. with some sort of solar flare situation that's happening soon okay so this is, i don't know if i believe any of this this is just what i hear i'm just saying right. this to everybody <laughs> right, right. like just so you guys know like these are tiktok theories. <laughs> these are tiktok theories that i find interesting i don't know if they're true or not i just find it interesting and i do believe in different dimensions and i do think that you can throw yourself into a different dimension in different ways but okay, so now cool. let's bring this. Now let's bring this all together. Yes, okay, let's bring so, this back. All right, so we have the string theory comes up in the '60s, right? Yeah. '70s, '80s, '90s, blah blah blah, and then now fast forward to 2023, 2024, and it's huge on social media. Yes, but we're adding a word to it. We're calling it the invisible string theory. Right, but we're not applying it to protons and neutrons and electrons. Right, we're applying it to Taylor Swift's love life. <laughs> So, 
So the the invisible string theory, which is really popular right now, is just basically saying that there's a string attaching you to, let's just keep it simple today, to one other person. And no matter what's going to ever happen in your life, you will always have this string attached to each other. And there's going to be multiple ways that you're going to come into each other's lives. And it's it's almost supposed to be like, just calm down. The person that you're supposed to be with will show up because there's an invisible string. Um, Taylor Swift's song, Invisible String, she says, time, curious time gave me no compasses, gave me no signs. Were there clues I didn't see? And is it, it just so pretty to think all along there was some invisible string tying you to me? So it's just that thought that we have our special other half, our special someone, and no matter what you do, they'll come back to you. So spiritually, and then there's so many cool stories, and people do have really interesting stories. And it doesn't have to be just uh, like a romantic partner. It can be a really good friend, or it could be... A, like I said, like a house and there's lots of different stories. You can check them out and look into it. Actually, I have, um, I have, fr- I have this friends, Casey and Stephanie, and they're like just really, really good friends. And they've always, and they found each other and they found out later just randomly that they're actually related after they've been best, best friends for such a long time. They're always together. Everybody always, there's just something about them. You know, when you see like besties and you're just like, oh my God, they're so cute. They're like little soulmate buddies. Right. And then they find out later through some sort of ancestry DNA situation that, oh my God, we're actually like cousins. So it's really just, so that's like an invisible string example. Like they would have found each other anyways, that kind of thing. It's really cute. Um, I feel like this, nothing's new under the sun. Okay. And my personal interpretation of the invisible string theory is this. You have a soul family. I've talked about this in the relationship inventory um, episode, but you have a soul family. There are people uh, on the other side that you connect with, and I feel like we loop over and over and over again in our reincarnated lifetimes. So, you know, when somebody feels like home to you or you feel like you already know them or it's just so easy to talk to them or you just click and time can go by and it doesn't matter when you see them, you just click again. That's like your soul family. It's some sort of past life connection, other side connection that you just keep looping with. And I feel like you find ways, your souls find ways to find each other no matter what. So that's what I feel like it really is. But it's it's kind of comforting. to. I think the Invisible String Theory is very popular right now because it's it's, oh, it's science. So it's real. You know, people can like be like, oh, it's science. It's real. And they feel like it's real. And then they don't feel like they have to stress so much about finding the people in their life that are meant for them. They're like, oh, it'll just come to me. And and that's true because your soul will find its counterparts. Okay. So what about us? So you know, we have no connections outside right. of <laughs> Yeah, and we thought about it. We, we try to we think would there have been any way we would have met if it didn't meet that way. And I yeah. don't know, that would be almost impossible. You know, I, like I said, I went to college at Harvard, then I went to <laughs> University at Buffalo, and then you lived in the south towns of Buffalo. Yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, I was in the north towns of Buffalo. That's almost like that's a continent away, basically, for Buffalo if you, if you live there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know how, you know, I probably would have went back to Long, Long Island, Island and or, never met yeah, me. And That's maybe, weird. Yeah, so I it's don't know. It's actually crazy that we met. It was like needle in a haystack way that we met. So that could be a new theory that we come up needle, with. The needle the, in a haystack theory. The needle theory. in the haystack Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, the way that we met was so random. And I think I ignored you for a long time, too. And then, probably. And then you were just, per- because you're <laughs> persistent. But the only thing we have in common is your friend dated my friend's friend? Your my. I don't. I'll say. I won't say her last name, but her first okay. name's Anita. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the only connection right. we ever had together, but that wouldn't have brought that us together brought, yeah, like that at have, yeah, all. That wouldn't have done it. At all. Unless, so, yeah, yeah, that just wasn't. So, there was, so you're saying that we didn't have this red string. I don't know. Invisible red string attaching our fingers like I think we Taylor were meant to be, Travis. but I don't, we don't have the, the synchronicities. Right, that other people seem to have in the cool stories. That yeah, you can hear I mean, about I'm gonna go back through here. all my photos and see <laughs> the if, you, if you photobobbed anything. We never went anywhere. So growing up, <laughs> right. so like, there's like unless you came to my suburban situation, small towns of Buffalo, <laughs> showed up on my street because right. when you met me, I didn't even have a car. Right. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I so, mean. Well, but it's a cool story with other people, and, and I always like hearing the story. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of cool ones on, well, there are a lot of cool ones out there. He doesn't want to say. I don't want to say. On TikTok. And, uh, <laughs> I have not watched it, but. Right. And then there's some that are just like, okay, obviously. Like, I live in a town yeah. of seven people. You know, eventually he came through the line at the Dairy Queen, and I, you know, we met. And- <laughs> not right yeah and of course you went to the same preschool there were seven people in your town and then they're listening to folklore at the same time and then they're like oh invisible straight theory for me too (laughs) or the other thing is my other thought just i'll think like a green for a second social media is so prevalent like how are you not going to know people in common at this point like made it easier we're so interconnected it's like oh my god invisible string theory my future husband was friends with my coworker's dad who i happened to friend on facebook like no not exactly come on you know it's made trillions of new strings (laughs) yes you know, in the 60s, there weren't so many strings. Yeah, in the 60s, it was like, whoa, right. that would have been a cool story. Now, there's trouble <laughs> out there. So the I, odds are with you. So you're deep. We've, maybe right. we debunked it. Let's take a quick break. Then when we get back, we're going to talk about the greens. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up. You doing something special for me? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, every year, I always, I always do. I get you guys a lot of stuff. We go out to dinner, flowers, candy, all, all of it. And you know what? I'm going to go an extra mile this year. I'm going to loom me up. Loom me it up <laughs> before we go out to dinner. You're going to put loomy? Yeah, I'm going to loom me it up. Lo- oh, you're going to smell yeah. real good. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a special treat for me. Definitely. <laughs> loomy is a whole body deodorant. It's seriously safe to use anywhere on your body when you do what Scott does, when you loom me it up. It'll be going everywhere. Your pits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons. Yep, even there. Butt cracks, vulvas, <laughs> and feet. <laughs> created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated, clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor up to 72 hours. How? Unlike certain deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. It's more like a pre-odorant. It's baking soda-free and paraben-free. It's pH balanced for safe use below the belt. It's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is a 0 out of 10. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. And as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code KYA at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code KYA. What does it mean to be a green? Okay, 
I am so excited that I get to dive into the awesome green auras today. And this is for you if you are green, and this is for you if you love a green, because green auras definitely stand out, but they stand out in a way where they were there the whole time, you might just not have noticed them. And you might have a green aura in yourself, and it's time for that to come out and give it a little love and notice it and celebrate it. So that's what we're going to do today, because it is a unique energy that people wear, um, unique in that. I feel like greens are somewhat used to not being understood and they don't seek it out. That's part of the energy of being a green. So I'm going to talk about all sorts of things green today, but the first thing I'm going to talk about is what is having a green aura mean? Well, to quote Kermit the Frog, it's not easy being green, okay? Being green is the ability to step back all the time. You're living in perspective. You constantly see the bigger picture of what's happening. So when someone says something and they say it without a researched back <laughs> uh, point, it, it, you're like, wait a second, you're part of the problem, you know? Or if, if somebody does something and and you see, hey, how, where did you learn that? I need to, they're always walking it back to the bigger picture. How does this one thing connect to such a bigger thing? And also, I guess the one of the problems with being green is that you realize one day you realize, hopefully you realize one day or you'll realize it today, not everyone thinks like you, um, which was a direct quote <laughs> that I received from my very green producer, um, Adam. He does Wave Podcast Network and he's lovely and he's green and he helps me with all the technology. And I was doing this audio thing for like hundred, you know, what I don't know what it is, tw- 217 episodes I have of this podcast. I think like it was episode 150-ish. And he's like, wait, you've never, you know, used headphones before when you're recording by yourself? And I'm like, no, no, I I haven't. And he's like, and he just took a moment and he's like, I have to remember that not everyone thinks the way I think. (laughs) What is obvious to you as a green may not be obvious to other people. And I think being a green you're going to go one or two ways with this. You're either going to embrace that about yourself. You're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool about me. Or you're going to say, oh, what's wrong with me? And that's depending a lot on your programming, how you were raised, what you're picking up from society, what your other color is telling you, all sorts of things. So green auras in general make a lot of connections that are obvious to them, but very subtle to others. And they have this perspective. I I find their perspective to be very similar to the way nature is. Uh, So the way things are without human emotions weighing them down. So they can see the world and its interconnectedness and they can find beauty in it and they can find rationale and, and and reason and systems, not sadness. So looking them, for example, watching the cycle of life play out, uh, they're watching a nature documentary, for example, and the rest of us are crying because the lion got the gazelle. A green aura would take a step back and, and perhaps you're like, oh, wow, that's really, that's really cool. It's really beautiful. That's, that's the cycle of life. That's, that's the bigger system at play. Isn't that amazing that you're witnessing it right now? That's not them being cold or unempathetic. That's actually them having an amazing empathy just in a different way. 
uh, you know, they also might take a step back and see how diseases work. Be, you know, I, could, I uh, see a lot of green aura scientists and, and they're taking a look at how a disease progresses or how disease works or, or they're thrown themselves into studying these things. You know, for some of us, it would be sad to see how uh, cancer progresses or a virus infects millions of people. We'd be like, oh my gosh, that's really scary. I'm scary. That's scary. And, and I'm, it's upsetting. And, and I'm thinking about all the people. Green auras can take a step back and look at it from the perspective. Wow. You know, it, it's so interesting how it connects. Let's, let's think like this pattern. Let's get in the mindset of this disease so that we can battle it. Thank God they can do that. Because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be able to figure stuff out. That's what, you know, a lot of doctors, not all of them, but a lot of, I'll see a lot of specialists tend to have a green aura. And sometimes doctors get, I'm sure you've been there if you've um, ever had to deal with a doctor who's a specialist. And like I said, not all of them, but sometimes their bedside manner is a little wacky or you're like, okay, uh, do they have, do they, do they hear me? And that might, they might get misconstrued for not being empathetic when actually they are. And you don't want an indigo maybe doing what they're doing because they would be too emotionally invested. They can take a step back and look at it from the perspective in order to help you best. So it's just how they work, you know, also in politics or, or government, they can see how world conflicts play out. They can see cycles play out and instead of labeling them good or bad, they can just find it, find it fascinating. I see a lot of green auras who are really in, they like to uh, study battles or they're enthusiasts, like civil war enthusiasts or reenactors or whatnot. It's, it's not that they're celebrating the carnage at all. It's just, they're interested in the, the decisions that were made and how it played out and, and where on the hill this army was standing when this happened here, you know, the trajectory of the cannons. They're interested in the bigger picture and what happened. So green auras can get a bad rep. And my point is, is it depends on how you celebrate this in yourself or, or you create some sort of villain narrative about yourself with it because it's not a bad thing. It's just more aligned to how I feel people could view how nature thinks or even sometimes the 5D is. There's no labels. It's just what happened. I'm interested in what happened. So I notice with green auras too, they often do question the norm. They put it to the test and they ask it to evolve. Uh, they're not super into what others need them to be. They're more into what they're passionate about. Therefore, green auras tend to be motivated through their own interests and not people-pleasing. I've talked about this with green aura kids, and this is true for green aura adults. Usually with green auras, they're very interested in what they're interested in. And they're not, they don't really care so much what you need them to be, they get real focused on their passions and that's, that's what motivates them. Usually greens are extremely analytical. They're always running statistics, numbers against research. They want to understand the little pieces, how little pieces fit into larger ones. They just love processes and they are very emotional. It's just depending on their empath aura color combo. If they're green, purple, green, blue, green indigo, green turquoise, they will process it usually through their green first. So the green tends to be the waiting room for what's happening before it before it's allowed into the empath room. And that's just their filter. That's, that's where it usually, I notice how color combinations with the green aura work. That's where it sits first. 
Um, and they're very curious. They just love to find out more and they will definitely explore on their own, almost in a hyper fixated and focused way. And they don't mind doing things by themselves. So they will go off on little information hunts on their own. And, and that's why they tend to be loners. And that's why I think it took Green Auras a little bit of time to come find the Know Your Aura podcast and the Mystic Michaela spiritual family, because they're used to, you know, they don't really do the sheep thing. They're, you know, they don't really do the group think thing. They don't, anything that kind of seems like people are jumping into, uh, usually green auras will take a step back and be like, does this make sense? Is this something I want to get into? Is this something that I can really grab a hold of and sink my teeth into intellectually? And, and so I'm glad that more greens are here because we can then do this episode like this. And I hope more green auras come. Not that the rest of us are sheep. It's just, I feel like with green auras, they tend to not do things with a buddy, <laughs> you know? So, so I think a lot of you are here because someone told someone, someone told you about it and you're like, Oh, I'm listening to this podcast. My sister-in-law sent it to me or whatever. I think with green auras, it's like, they have to come on their own, <laughs> you know? And so if you send them something, they might be like, okay, like, I don't know. I send myself things. Okay. That's kind of like the green aura way. All right. So I hope that makes sense. So here's the, the biggest thing that I'm going to talk about green auras today. It's hard to talk about green auras without, without talking about how gender impacts greens. And I did a much more fleshed out episode about how gender in general affects aura colors in episode 115. Um, but green auras are, you know, I think like greens, yellows, I mean, and empath colors for guys, and red aura ladies. I'm gonna have to do a red aura episode. I think like those are the colors that have that the gender can come in and really sm- and pink, obviously, and smack you around a little bit. Because let's stop here and say that gender. I mean, this is how I see it is. Uh, it's a biological thing. All right, and more than anything, it's a it's a sociological construct. So if somebody says masculine, feminine, society has a lot to say about what is feminine and what is masculine. So green auras who tend to like to be loners, they like to learn on their own. They're very much, I'll do it myself. They are into fields like science and technology and engineering and math. They enjoy getting their hands dirty and whatnot. What do, tell me right now, is that masculine or feminine according to our societal construct? Okay. That's very masculine. Those are things that as a little girl, if you're a green aura and you're, and you want to go work in the garage with daddy and take apart the engine and somebody tells you early on, no, that's for your brothers. It's not for you. What's the message? you know, immediately. Oh, there's something wrong with me. Okay. I'm not allowed to do that. So I see a lot of green aura girls not being able to keep their green and it'll get kind of shoved into yellow. So I do see some yellow aura women who probably were green as, as girls. Not, I mean, it's just something that it's sad that it happens, but it's also, it happens to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons, but greens will get chucked into that's a boy thing kind of category, especially when they're kids. Um, it's, they're just not usually a lot of their traits are how our society defines feminine. And, and that, you know, it's ridiculous, you know, cause of, of course they are what they are. So men seem to fit more into the 
the societal construct of what is acceptable to be a green. So I'll see a lot more green guys, basically. But they work differently, too. So men do seem, you know, more into the how-tos of the world in a more systematic sense. Women tend to get into the how-tos in a psychological and mindset sense, if you're a green. So if you're a green guy, it's kind of like sometimes I see them shoved into more engineering stuff or systems or machines or things like that. Whereas women, I'll see them really into uh, the how-tos of psychology or sociology, um, communication with people, the systems of people versus the systems of actual systems. I think that that's just how our society can kind of put, if you're going to be a green and you kept it, you might have kept it that way. So through kind of a more human interaction way. Uh, And, and, I can see a lot of green women I notice are really into sociology. They're into the oppression of others. They're, they like to see how society as a system works. They like to question it. They're not afraid to bring up equality issues, race issues. I mean, anything that like keeps people down, they want to go into that system and break it up and splay it out there and rework it. So I see a lot of green oral women tending to do things that are for the social, the greater good socially, but the systems of how social, how all her social system works. Bottom line is it's how things work and how greens can find a place within the system of how it works in order to elevate it for all. So I see green auras, no matter what you're doing, it's improving an existing system, whether that system is an actual physical thing or it's more of a societal construct or it's in the education or somewhere somewhere government or something they there's a system they jump in and they want to elevate it Uh, often green women are alone in a male-dominated field usually i'll see greens you know green green ladies and they're working with they're like the only one there, but they're used to it at this point. So they're like, whatever. And they're green. So they don't like, like I said, greens don't need a buddy. I need a buddy. Okay. Greens usually don't need a buddy to do something. So they're used to it. So if, if you kept your green and you're like an adult, amazing job, like you had to fight for that thing. And if you had green as a kid and you're kind of waking it up now, listening to the podcast and, and moving around, I mean, that's amazing. But you might notice that you're pulled to things with which are more called boy world uh, with a lot of quotes around that. You know, I think with girls, they just don't pro- green or a women. One of the reasons why they can get really attacked by gender constructs in our society is they do not project any sort of helplessness, which for a really sad reason, a lot of girls are told be helpful so that someone feels necessary in your life, which is, you know, kind of being less than is a romanticized thing. I need a savior. I need someone to help me. Uh, you know, I need someone to open the pickle jar for me. All right. Green or women are like, yeah, I don't need any of that. (laughs) Like it wouldn't even occur to them that they would need something like that. They're like, I'll just do it myself. Obviously. Um, they, they can be labeled by women too. So by men, they can just, I don't understand you. You know, sometimes they're either like friend, they can be friended real quick. I think like green aura women, they don't always feel like they're getting the romantic treatment by men. Sometimes they're talked to, it's like, why are you talking to me? Like one of the guys, you know, um, they also, by women, they can get, um, 
singled out like why are you trying to flirt with my husband why are you the only girl working in this auto shop like why it's like girl like i am this is i want to be here so they can get not if they're not understood all the time good thing about greens is they don't need to be understood that's not something that they need but it still affects them and they still have an empath color that's probably affected by it but they just like to do things by themselves and they don't need to make others feel helpful by needing something done um, and they'll learn it themselves instead of outsource help. I always say this about green, ge- green ores in general, like they'll just YouTube it. They'll go figure it out. Like they actually like doing that. I don't like doing that, but they love doing that. They love figuring it out. So why are greens mostly men? I mean, not, the, and luckily the green women are coming and hanging out in the MMSF, but I would say that the gender construct is more favorable if you're a green or a guy. Versus a green aura woman, you're going to get picked on more if you have a green aura and you're, um, and you're female and you, and you know, you identify as female and do things that are usual that you usually you do things that are usually prescribed as male roles in society. And, um, and you can get really targeted by individuals insecurities and which were forged by society. And at the end of the day, you're just not afraid to question things, to give support, to give ideas for improvement it's not really at odds with other people uh, in your mind, but other people can feel like, oh my God, why did you just question how I'm doing this? Why did you just bring up the handbook? Why did you just bring out the blueprints? Why are you checking my math? Why are you, it's like, oh my, and, and like as a green or you're like, oh my gosh, I, I love to do this. I welcome people bringing this up in my world, but other people don't. Uh, you know, the underlying thing about greens is they see improvement as important, not as a critique. Okay, usually, you know, I'm talking about balanced people here. Um, yeah, so therefore, green girls who stay green, give yourself a round of applause because it's really hard. It is really hard to do that amongst the critique and the societal programming. And God knows what you heard about who you are growing up as a green or a woman. When we come back, we're going to talk about greens and empathy. Did you know that learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's my favorite sound now because I've been learning French through Babbel and their convenient courses have helped me learn lots of real life conversation skills and listening skills and speaking skills too in the French language. That's what I'm learning. It's so easy to learn how to order food or ask for directions, speak to merchants without actually having to consult language apps. Uh, Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash aura. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash aura, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash aura. Rules and restrictions may apply. Green auras have a lot of empathy. It just looks a little differently. It looks a little different than, than I guess what you would talk about, like we did last week, is empath. You know, because like I said, what happens is if you're green and you know green blue, green indigo, green purple, green turquoise, whatever green combo you are, all info is going to go through the green first. Usually, it's going to sit in the green. And you're going to kind of filter it in in a way which, like I said, is very similar to how nature sees things um, from that vibration. I hope that makes sense. 
they have a lot of empathy. Their actually whole point is to improve systems so that everything works better and, and things get done more efficiently. And for me, that's like actions. They, so their empathy isn't just like, I'm going to cry about it. Their empathy is, I'm going to do something about it. We need all sorts of empaths in the world. We need, we need the ones that give you a blanket when you're cold. We need the ones that hear you and validate you when you're going through something. We need the empaths who hold our hand and, and give us a hot cup of cocoa and just make us feel like we're not alone. Of course, we need those types of empaths. But greens are the empaths that are like, what's the problem? Got you. What's your life falling apart? I'm taking your I'm taking your car and I'm going to, you know, change the oil. <laughs> like what's happening? I'm putting your desk together because you just said you need an at-home office so that you can work better. I'm going to make that at-home office for you. You know, that's kind of, so greens have a lot of action with their empathy and they're really big on personal responsibility. So they'll feel bad for you. It's not that they won't feel bad for people, but it's also like, Okay, and what? So, what are you doing moving forward? Like, we're not going to sit here and wallow in it. They, they're like, okay, what's the next step? Because again, remember, the greens love the system. So, the systems and improving the systems. Like, oh, I hear that you're upset. How do we fix this? Or I hear that this is a problem for you. How do we fix this? How do we move forward? What's what's the next thing we have to move in the cycle to get it all flowing? It's hard for greens to sit there and put up with. Um, a lot of cyclical, self-destructive behavior from other people. And what they'll do is they'll just put up a wall eventually. That's not them being cold. That's just them like, I'll be here when you're ready to do the normal thing. I'm not going to be here for your repetitive nonsense. So I feel like with greens, that can get that can get seen in a couple different ways, um, but it's actually them being empathic. Uh, they just want they just want to fix it and, and get through something. You know, it's funny, I, I talk about, I'll read people who have green aura parents, and they're really into just like natural consequences. So the kid is like, all right, I'll, uh, it's snowing and I don't want to wear my boots. You have to wear your boots. Your feet are going to get really cold and wet. It's going to be a real bad day for you. Well, I don't want to wear my boots. What's the green aura mom or dad going to say? Okay. Have at it, kid. End of the day, they're cold, their feet are wet and cold, they're like crying about it, they're like, oh no, we already, you know, natural consequences, buddy. It's it's not, like I told you how to not do that, you chose, okay, it's hard for me to feel bad for you now. So that's, it's just a different way of looking at things and dealing with things. It's not mean, it's just more, it's kind of like nature. If they're kind of like nature, all right. Speaking of nature, greens with their empathy, they hate waste. Please don't waste at all. They like to reuse, repurpose, recycle. They do not like to buy new things. They, you know, they'll fix. They don't, if it's broken, you fix it. You don't throw it out. Um, they hate waste in nature. Oh gosh. Like going through like deforestation or like they will actually hurt over the waste that happens in nature if you're not using it for the right purposes or using the efficient systems to extract a resource from nature. I mean, that really gets to the greens. I would say, and I don't, this is super not research back, and I have no idea if this is true, but I would gather that a lot of 
the people who run the natural resource extraction from our environment and the ones that do it well have some really good greens on the team. Green engineers, uh, people who are like, okay, we're not going to waste a drop of this. We're going to make this the most efficient system. If we're taking, we're using in a way, we're doing it in a way that we're not wasting. So I just get with greens, they, they hate that. They also hate wasted potential in systems like a lot of time like if people have a lot of time management problems or if the company is wasting money on something or wasting resources or wasting time um that's why you know with greens i think greens hate a meeting you know like if greens (laughs) whenever i read people who are working in kind of like an engineering firm i don't think they have meetings i feel like it's more just kind of like everyone's into the green aura's dream is just tell me what to do and like leave me alone. Actually, don't tell me what to do. Tell me what, tell me what the goal is, and now leave me alone and never talk to me again. <laughs> and then, and then we move forward. Greens aren't big on oh, let's have a two-hour meeting discussing our you know goals this month. Like no, let's not. I you know just make that we can make that an email. So green auras don't like to waste time. They don't. They kind of work solitary and they get done what they got to get done. And the way they got to get it done, actually, greens are great to work with because they won't bother you at all. I see a lot of indigos working with greens. I have to say, indigos, you want to feel like you work alone, go work with a bunch of greens. You will feel like you work alone, and it's great. Um, yeah. Oh, they 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 really like to understand the overall vision and purpose and tackle it. And they like to brainstorm lots of ways to do that. Uh, they're really kind of, I guess, greens in terms of empathy. They're more about the collective instead of the individual for themselves too. Uh, they're they're just collectively minded. Like what's best for everyone? While we take out the individual, I guess reasons why something would be good. So they're more about the collective. Some people would say that that's. Then we go into political ideologies and stuff, but I can see a lot of green ones being more for the collective rather than for the good of the one, the one person or whatever. Uh, They definitely need alone time to collect their thoughts in ways that are focused and, and they do love to talk about what they know, not because they only want to talk about what they know about. It's because that's what they can speak on with the most knowledge and add to the conversation best with. That's how they can contribute with the most quality. If it's something they know about greens love to talk shop. If you talk shop, whatever their shop is, if you talk shop with a green, they'll They'll talk your ear off, but otherwise they might not talk. (laughs) So not all the greens. And again, I think green aura women, because of societal programming and conditioning, and also maybe how gender affects your brain or whatever, I do feel like greens, green aura women have this different. They know how to talk about lots of things. So that's more a green aura guy thing where they'll just like absolutely be quiet. Um, I'm just saying green aura women could be like that too, but they're not because... I don't know. This society wouldn't let them. Uh, they're great mediators, especially, you know, all green auras are. Um, they're really great mediators, great teachers. They're good with mediating communication and they can keep communication boundaries at bay to allow for other viewpoints to have context. Green auras are great with two people who have completely different ideologies about whatever you're arguing. The greens can sit there and be like, all right, your turn. Okay, your turn without getting heated or bringing their own stuff into it. They can keep it the, the, the emotional vibes level so that everyone can be heard. It's an important thing 
for good mediators and green auras can do that. And their need to research things is their empathy as well. They want to know the most so they can do the best. They don't just say stuff off the cuff. They will research what they said and and have something to back that up. They're not just talking blah, 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 blah. They can't stand that. And they do appreciate when you do the same thing. Even if it's not something they agree with, it's something that they appreciate people coming to them with solid research back arguments for what they're saying. And they just have a major concern with quality, which is a huge empathy thing. They know their own ability is, you know, their know-how and their ability and what they can do and what they can bring a system, whatever system that is, is how they show their care and their love. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about green aura quirks, which I find endearing and you should too. It is the time of year for new starts and fresh beginnings, and Osea knows that body care really does matter and that their Andaria LJ Body Butter can help your body have healthier, glowier skin all over, all year long. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your new year body care and self-care goals. I've been using Andaria LJ Body Butter for about two years now. It is a key part of my personal body care routine now and forever. It makes my skin feel amazing. So after a shower, I'll put it all over. My skin is smooth. It's bouncier. It's smooth and bouncy. <laughs> that's, that's what it gives to me. It's very hydrated. It smells amazing and it's not greasy at all. Um, I've gotten compliments. I like to put it on, especially, you know, after a shower and then before I get dressed, because I'll get, oh my gosh, you look so healthy. Your skin's so glowy. And I always say it's the Andaria LJ Body Butter. Andaria LJ Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It's made with ingredients normally reserved for your face, like Andaria seaweed and ceramides, and it transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. And right now, we have a special discount for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code KYA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code KYA for 10% off. When I talk about quirks in any aura color, meaning just kind of little things I've noticed that might be true for most, but not all, it's just for fun. It's, it's kind of like symptoms of the aura color and they're just funny things to talk about and they unite us and they make us not feel so alone. So it's not necessarily like this is your personality trait. It's just something kind of fun and a generalization we can, we can all laugh about, but I do find green auras have a lot of funny quirks that make them kind of characters. <laughs> so if you're green, you might not think what we're talking about here is funny, but the people who know you sure do. And that is where a lot of like the green dad jokes come in, you know, um, those TikToks with the Home Depot background <laughs> noise, <laughs> like, oh, the plane's delayed and all the dads show up, you know, with their hands on their hips, like, oh, we're going to fix it. You know, these are like like funny things that might be not true for you, but if they are, it's kind of funny. So what I notice with greens is they do tend to go for practical fashion. If it's not practical fashion, let's say you are like green purple. It's like an, a very um, fabulous fashion. <laughs> so my point is it serves them and it suits them. If you are a green aura, you have an ability to dress for you. It's not to impress anyone except yourself. I, uh, you know, can see 
people dressing like Bernie Sanders. All right. Like this is the <laughs> jacket I'm going to wear. I call it the uniform. Um, a lot of green auras do do the uniform. Like these are my cargo pants. These are my hiking boots. This is my puffer jacket. And here we go. We are ready to go. And, you know, and they don't mind spending money on clothes if it's the right clothes, they, but they'll keep it forever. Like they'll spend it on quality and literally never throw it out. And, and, uh, you know, they don't have like a ton of shoes or anything or, you could be the green aura that's like, okay, here's my suit. Here's my, uh, you know, my rock t-shirt. Here's my purple hair. Here's my, like, kind of like a more alternate style or, um, or I will see green auras go full on fashion, like, and they'll, and they'll spend their money on that. And, but again, a lot of it's like quality stuff. It's what they want and it's because it makes them feel good. So, so, uh, yeah, greens. They tend to be very just practical in in what they like, I guess, overall. Um, they are used to being a loner, like we've said. So they don't mind being the only one interested in the thing they're interested in. So if they're the only girl in robotics club in high school, like that's like what, like, oh, this is weird, you know? And then you, you never see another girl in robotics club until you go to the robotics club <laughs> conference and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. You like see each other from across the conference hall and you're like, you, <laughs> and then you just like, next time you do it, just be like, stay strong, stay strong, stay green. Um, because they're out there. Greens can travel alone quite happily. Do not feel bad for the person alone on the cruise. They are probably green and they're having a lovely time. I see a lot of green bird watchers, um, because where I live in Palm beach County, South Florida, a lot of cool birds all year round and people, I mean, a lot of bird enthusiasts. I mean, I see them all the time. They're all green. I feel like it's the only time they, they hang out with each other is when a bird comes into town and I don't know what message app this is. There is some, you guys, bird watchers, it's a green thing. There must be some Facebook page or app that tells everyone where these greens are. I was walking um, in the park where there's a lot of birds and there was a rosette spoonbill. Okay. There was one. It's a pink bird with a funny beak. How did I know it's a rosette spoonbill? Oh, all you have to do is ask the congregation of green auras. They're all wearing the same thing. Men and women, they have um, a hat with strings. looks like a safari hat, but literally it's just <laughs> like I was wearing just my sweatshirt, but they're in a full safari gear. Um, it's a safari hat. They have like a vest with pockets. They have cargo pants. They have practical shoes. They have the most expensive camera, probably cost more than my car. And they have like practical long sleeve t-shirts that are definitely, uh, weatherproof or, or SPF or something. Anyhow, all you do is like, what is this? What, what kind of bird is this? Oh my God. I learned everything about the rosette spoonbill. I learned that it's from like Brazil. I forgot most of it. I learned it's migratory patterns. I learned everything. Um, I didn't keep the information because it, in one ear out the other, but I really did appreciate it. My point is, I don't remember what my point is. My point is they can definitely <laughs> travel and do things a hundred percent by themselves, very focused, but then find each other once they do. So never feel bad for a green that's out there in the world, kind of by themselves with their camera or whatever. They're having a good old time. Oh, the other thing about greens, they love getting lost. They love getting lost in like cultures, you know, send a green to, oh my God, what stresses me out the most? I don't know. Just some 
Morocco? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of the most crazy place I, I've never been to. Like, there? I don't drop them in the middle of Thailand. They will figure it out. They'll start speaking the language. They'll eat the food there. They'll eat street food. They'll just, they'll go to town. They don't know where they are. They love getting lost. Like drop them somewhere. It's like, it's like the great race, like on NBC or whatever. It's like the amazing race, like drop them somewhere. They'll figure out how to get back. They'll be all proud of themselves. They love cultures. They love different cultures. They love learning about different cultures. They like meeting people and, and learn, you know, cause they're different systems and they love systems of people and how different mindsets are and, and how the different, um, I guess like different sociological concepts come through and they, they just love exploring all these things. They're very open-minded in a scholastic way. They will, they're very easy to talk to green auras. Um, and they love to understand what you're saying. They can be really, green auras can be really tuned in. Like, re, I talk about them being kind of loners or sometimes they'll shut down or whatever, but they can also go opposite. They can get, like, really tuned in. And if you've ever been in love with a green person, you know what I'm talking about. Like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, are you looking at me the way you look at your weather app? Like, whoa. And you feel real special because they can get real tuned into you and they start studying you and, and like they, it's, it's really kind of nice. So, um, they do tend to love alternate worlds. This is where art comes in. They jump into art and subcultures and whatnot, or animation or sci-fi or science fiction or just science in general, like anywhere you can kind of walk into a, if there's some sort of conference about it, they're there. So it doesn't matter what it is. If it's like the national toy convention or the, I don't know, new gadget convention or the sci-fi convention, like if it's an alternate world, they love it. They really like to learn the rules of it and how it works and the nuances and talk to people about those things. They, they like to study the rules for anything in like a real well-developed way and how they understand and relate is through, is through the structure, which creates it. So very cool. They're also not afraid of dirt. This is really funny when I read like green aura kids, they're just not, they just don't care. <laughs> but again, what happens if you're a girl and you're like going out and you come home covered in mud, like your brother is, it depends on the family that you were raised in. Sometimes girls get it worse. Like, oh gosh, you know, that's not very ladylike. Or now you got dirt in your hair. Oh my God, you have dirt under your fingernails. That's gross. You know, girls can get more crap for, for liking to play rough or tough. Or back in my day, we used to call them tomboys, you know? So you didn't want to be called a tomboy. Like me growing up, oh, don't be called a tomboy. Like that's like the worst thing you could be called a tomboy. That's a... Those poor green aura kids, now that I think about it, these poor green aura kids, they're just running around not thinking like, it's, is it, why is it a boy or girl thing to go run in the dirt and get dirty and have a great time? Like, why would that even be? Oh, anyways, but they're not afraid of dirt and they're not afraid of like picking up snakes. You know, they're not afraid of like stereotypical gross things. They might be the ones studying the dead squirrel that got run over on the street. There's nothing wrong with these people, these kids. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just interested in how things work. Um, they also might be the one who takes apart your door lock, you know, when you're a kid, uh, and you're still doing that now. You just want to know how everything works. Also another green aura quirk. It's not really a quirk. It's kind of interesting. They love controversy. They love a controversial topic. Um, they don't think it's controversial. That's the thing. They're just like, what is this? Let's let us talk. What research do you have about that? Hmm. Let me look into that. You know, here's my research that 
they might not understand all the time that it's awkward. Now, I think, again, sometimes uh, I don't want to, br- I didn't want to bring gender too much into it. I feel like women know what not to bring up because, again, society's kind of whipped them into shape. Not in a good way, but you know what I mean? Whereas green aura men might be a little bit more brave or oblivious to having, to, to you know, not bringing things up. You know, like the old adage, like, don't talk about politics and, you know, don't talk about religion and mixed company. You know, greens are like, why not? Because I like talking about that kind of stuff because then we can really dive into it. And they don't, they don't get all, like, worked up. Like, when they're talking about stuff, like the rest of us can, they're just like, hmm, that's interesting. I don't agree with that, but, but why, do you, why do you think that? You know, they just want to know. They also can kind of get into it. <laughs> Sometimes they don't mind a little conspiracy theory either just because they want to know where it's coming from. They're just curious. Uh, and then, and then if they find it, like they really hate misinformation though. So once the conspiracy theory, like, what is it? I heard about it. Okay. Now I told you it's incorrect or I told you why it's not right. So stop talking about it. Uh, then they can get a little bit like angry, rightfully so. Cause misinformation is like a problem. Um, <laughs> they get a little serious about it. All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think their whole thing is if we're just talking, why would we infuse emotion in something that's just for learning and conversation? I think that that's a green person thing. And the rest of us, when you understand that the person that you love is green, um, that's not, they're not being, they're not trying to bring the vibe down. They're really just trying to connect. Greens are very honest. They'll consider anything, give very honest responses, um, I notice that green aura kids just kind of sometimes do better with adults because they're like this naturally sports, working out hobbies. Um, if it's challenging plus scientific and can relay back, um, some sort of a context in which they feel challenged and they can develop themselves and learn, then that's for them. Like they don't throw themselves into a hobby or a sport or working out or anything just just for the heck of it. Like it has to have a purpose and then they will feel like what they do is purposeful. So you could say like, Oh, your silly golf game. It's like, no, no, no. Don't tell a great R person that. Cause they will be like, actually, and there's like a bunch of math in it and they've improved their game and they can tell you all sorts of statistics and whatnot. And for them, it's, it's not silly. It's like, they've made it actually important and they've made it something that is meaningful to them. I noticed that green auras just love puzzles, actual puzzles and puzzles in life. Uh, it doesn't upset them to have a problem. It ignites them to figure out a tough thing. The toilet's making a weird sound for me. That would send me into a panic attack for days. I don't know what it is. Now I'm going to have to call a plumber. This is a real problem. Green auras are like, oh, great. Let's, uh, they're going to, f- that's, uh, there's their weekend. If you live with a green, you know what I'm talking about? They're flushing the toilet like a hundred times and they will figure it out and they will YouTube how to fix it all by themselves. They won't pay for services, by the way. They will YouTube them. It probably, it depends on what kind of green you are. If you're the type of green where you're like already overwhelmed with a bunch of other stuff in your life, maybe you will call the plumber. But it depends how hardcore green you are, okay? Because you know, if you didn't have all those things to do, green aura, you probably would YouTube it and fix it yourself. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, green artists, sometimes they just love sci-fi. Sometimes they only love documentaries. Sometimes they're just really an action series or whatever, whatever it is though. There's a major Ted talk. I call it the green or Ted talk. That means it's kind of a rant plus research back info and statistics, um, and, and major logic as to why whatever it is, is the best thing ever. 
Okay, when we come back, we're gonna talk about some more green aura traits. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the last year, I've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel really ready to take on the day. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. With AG1, I know I'm getting essential brain, gut, and immune health support with vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods. I like to think of it as nutritional insurance. I know I'm covering my nutritional bases right from the start of the day. If there is one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1, and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash KYA. That's drinkag1.com slash KYA. Check it out. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. You know, I just want to put this out there that, you know, Sam is still leaping as we take this (laughs) podcast. Sam Beckett is still leaping. Sometimes you just lay at night and you're just like, he's still leaping. Thank you, Donald (laughs) Belisario, that was the producer. Wow. He wrote I, it. I wrote him a hate letter. Did I ever tell you I wrote him a hate letter? Back then, you could like write to like studios and stuff. There was like Dear actual. Mr. Belisario, yeah. I have something to say to you, sir. So take a seat and get reading. How dare you? Four years of my life I dedicated to Sam Beckett. I mean, what did it say? I, I don't remember what it said, but it was like this. I just wrote, me and my friend Jamie just wrote this really <laughs> nasty letter to him saying, how could he leave him, you know, le- leaping? You know, you left it. I, I just, okay. A plague upon your house. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Get a witch. I'm gonna get, I should have got the witch's spell for him. I did not turn the light on, by the way. All right. Uh, All right. All right. What are we doing next? So I wanted to throw it back to the Green Aura women in the MMSF. They wrote the most wonderful contributions to the Green Aura thread. Somebody called it the Green Aura manifesto. So you definitely need to go check out this thread over on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family page on Facebook if you're there. But I wanted to start with Rayelle. Rayelle wrote something so beautiful. She wrote, I can be feminine and not care what my nails and hair look like. I can be feminine and not wear makeup. I can be feminine and not fit the mold of what society says I should look and act like. I can be feminine and love things that are strange to most. I can be a woman and love various topics and hobbies over shopping. I've actually had to explain this to men in my online dating days. Women are not put into neat little boxes wrapped in a bow. Many women fit into society's box, but I have refused to have walls placed around me. I think most green women could feel the same. We fought hard to keep our green. So I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Green, those green women, green girls fight hard to keep it. They do. Yeah. What'd you get? What'd you find? All right. Let me see here. I have, and I'll I'll read part of some of these. Some of them are very long, so I'll I'll just kind of see if we can kind of get the gist of them and then kind of Get the theme that's going on yeah. through this thread. All right. So I have Leah Green. Her last name. Oh, wow. funny. That's funny. All right. She is a green, blue, and purple woman. Mm-hmm. And she, right off the bat, I can't stand when people touch my things, <laughs> especially my prized possessions. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I can see that. Uh, I do want to work in the fashion industry and work in it either buying slash merchandising, product development, or even marketing. 
But I do enjoy the process of how things are made and how it goes from point A to point B. Systems. Systems. Again, yeah, systems. Mm-hmm. That, that was a very common theme in all these, going mm-hmm. from point A to point B. I like how she wrote that. I enjoy textiles and products in general. Even writing the word textiles, that's like, isn't that a green, Super green. way to put it? I, I would have said like, like clothing or something. Or like, you know, like, I would have said like stuff. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I love do. And I love doing buying, doing make markups and percentages and pricing. My analytical side enjoys that a lot, especially working in Excel spreadsheets. Oh, yeah. I honestly don't have any kind of feeling about being shut out by society because I don't necessarily pay attention to that. And to be honest, I don't really care at times. I actually prefer to to be alone most of the time. Yeah. So, again, same kind yeah, of thing. Like, yeah, like loner, but a happy loner. Yeah. And systems. Big with the systems. Big with the systems, yeah. I got Gabby uh, Indigo Green. And she said, a la internet trend. <laughs> here is here is her contribution. I am a green aura. Of course, I cross-reference multiple reviews before buying something online. Of course, I love nature, love learning. Ended up in a STEM field. Um, can understand many points of view, but I'm also stubborn, if I think I'm right. Own a miter saw, miter saw, M-I-T-E-R. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I'm going to try <laughs> fixing it myself before paying someone else to do it. Sometimes feel like I'm in my own world that no one understands, even though it makes all the sense in the world to me. Of course, I over-explain things to convey the minutia of my understanding. Can anticipate how things will play out. Got to understand the why behind everything and bothered by inefficiencies. Of course, I try to optimize everything. Of course, I overthink everything. Hmm. Although she said her indigo could be coming through with the overthinking. Okay. Too. Now, there, it's interesting because, like, they, there's, there's some char- characteristics that are similar to my red. Not, not so much, like, the systems and all of that. Yeah. But, like, kind of, like, I don't care. You know, like, I'm, like, in the green camp where I don't care, you know, what you think. I'm outside, I'm outside of that, too. I try to get out of it. Is that something that's similar? Red men and green women? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Then I talked about this with the gender things, yeah. too. I think reds in general notice it. And still don't care. Greens don't notice it. And if they do, they then they don't it. care. Okay. Yeah. They're like a step away from it. They're like, what? Like that. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, don't care. Like I'm purposely not doing it. I notice with greens, like if they, the, I think a big thing with greens is if they won't defend themselves, like this is, they'll say it once. And then if you're like, well, I think this, I'm like, okay. And they just walk away. They don't need to defend themselves where I think red auras can, can do that more. They want greens don't care if you do or don't believe them. They know what they said and how they presented it. It's correct. I think red's more like believe me or something. Okay. All right. What here's Kara A. And she she says she's an indigo, purple, and green. And this one was interesting because with like body language and uh, things like that, and like, that came up a lot of, in these uh, posts as well. Mm-hmm. I think I've always been a very pensive person, and it is always shown on my face and body language. This is a blessing and a curse for me. For example, I had a professor in grad school tell me that I needed to fix my face mm. because my face looked uninterested and unimpressed with her lecture. <laughs> Sounds like her that professor's insecurities were showing. Yeah, seriously. I actually felt the opposite in her lectures, and this really hurt me at the time. It's a blessing because my default expression slash emotion is usually calm, and even in crisis, I can lean into my green to help me make thoughtful decisions in the moment. I notice my calm puts others at ease. All right, so there's that. She has that one aspect, which I, th- I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then, uh, and then the second part is that she didn't want. She never played with dolls, <laughs> although she would do little experiments with them. <laughs> but playing with them was a rare occasion. So, 
That's funny. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah, that sounds very. That sounds great, very great. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting with the with the social stuff, like the body language and the faces and whatnot. Um, I think green women might be more cognizant of it over green men because green women kind of get fix your face; they get called on it more than green men would. But the social stuff, uh, not that they're not social and they can't. They they can be a little more, for lack of a better term, like socially. What are we, like they don't follow the rules as much as other people. Some people might call them awkward or whatever a little bit, but I think men get more of that than women do because women, like I said, have been forced and programmed to not do those kind of things. But yeah, like, you know, it's kind of like the yellows too. They take a minute to process and their face will catch up with what they're thinking in a second. I, I have one quick question for you here. And I don't know, I'm noticing a lot of the people, like, I know when you confirm someone, mm-hmm. a lot of people have asked this question in the past, you know, which color is first? Is it the blue, purple, whatever? Is it the red, blue, blue, red? Yeah. And I think you usually put the color that you lead with first. So like yeah. for me, you'd say I'm red, red, blue yeah. versus blue, red. Right. I noticed like a lot of people, and I don't know if this is on, on purpose or not, that they're putting the green as the second color. Yeah. So, so they're putting the blue first, yeah. then the green. Now, is this something that maybe fitting into this thing? That's a great question. Yeah, it's a woman thing. It's a woman thing. Because right. like when I see green guys, they're like very forward with their green. So they're going to put green blue. Yeah. They're green, green blue, green purple. You know, they're just, I'm green, right. you know, hundred percent. Like right, they, right. they lean into that because of societal programming with the gender thing. Women, it's like, okay, I'm blue with a green sparkle. You know, they, it's all, it's there. It's just, they've been pushing it away for so long that they don't let it, you know, your energy, like your aura, it's kind of how you say hello. To me, when I do, to anybody, but I just see it in color, but you do it to anybody. So I feel like they're used to coming forward with their empath color first as Mm -hmm. a way to fit in or be accepted. And then the green is later, they put it away or whatever, which is sad. Yeah. So hopefully that people who identify with being green energy don't, you know, you feel more comfortable letting that lead if you wanted to right. and practicing. I have one from Rosie. She writes, I am green blue and I live for documentaries on just about anything. I'll find a topic and deep dive down a rabbit hole for any information I can get about it, which is what I talked about with greens. They, they're very topical and focused. Currently it's world war two as a blue. I can definitely lead with my empath side, but now I think about it. It does tend to conflict with my more logical side. I wouldn't say I ever felt shut out, but I did notice I've always felt more comfortable hanging out with boys. And once I found out I was green, I figured maybe that's because more men tend to have green than women. And maybe that's why I was more drawn towards them. Just a thought. Nature also makes me tick, especially animals. Yeah, a lot, I saw a lot with animals, animals. a lot of bugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Sydney T. wrote that she still has a poster in a room with many different kinds of crustaceans <laughs> with their scientific name. That's so cute. Of course, I had a Britney Spears poster. Uh, yes. That I We've don't discussed. recall. Maybe you that's sh- the mandala effect. <laughs> like- okay, speaking of the mandala. Yeah, that actually, actually yep, that's what happened. You there you have the mandala effect. That machine went off. Yeah. It created some weird dimensions, flares. Yeah. Rewind. And then you thought that I had a Britney Spears poster. Rewind. When which I, I did not. met you, when I met Scott, and I already told the story, yeah. you lived with four other boys in probably the most disgusting house that ever existed. But you had a Britney Spears poster <laughs> on your wall. That's the mandala effect. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But so, you don't remember it. Mandala right. effect. I'm in right. it. You're yeah. in your own mandala. I'm in my own dimension. Man, one of the Mandela, six to ten yeah. dimensions. Yeah, you're in that. <laughs> like I knew that Richard Simmons did not have the headband 
<laughs> you thought he had the headband, and you thought I had a Britney Spears poster. I did. I did not. Okay. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's the <head> uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, I got one more here. Okay. All right, I have Avery K. Mm-hmm. I love having a purple green indigo aura. Okay, again, putting the yeah. green in the middle. Part of what I love seeing is the big picture and being able to zoom out on things. But I find myself frustrated because there's others that don't see things the same way, especially if it's it's to do what the greater good uh, of for humanity. Yeah, they're very collective thinkers. Yes, and I love this next part. This part is fantastic. Okay. I also find that I get extremely frustrated by males in charge of the world who, for the lack of a better word, are effing it all up for the rest of us. <laughs> now... I don't know that that's a green thing because I feel the same exact way. <laughs> you always There's say that. There's a bunch of dudes. <laughs> you always say that. Who have, you know, probably other things lacking that are screwing <laughs> things up for all of Scott us. Scott always says that. He wants women to take over. I would love women to take over the world. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like men can be condescending. No. And don't think. <laughs> I was just condescending. You were just condescending to her about that <laughs> yeah, statement. Which exactly. Is I did that purpose. Sometimes I feel men can be condescending and don't think I can keep up with them intellectually. And that really brings the fire. Maybe that purple green blend. It's fuel, yeah. It's a fuel to prove them wrong. Yeah. And yeah, I, again, that could be a green thing, but that could also be a lot of people think. I am totally in agreement with that, Avery. There are a bunch of men screwing up this world. <laughs> There's fun. nothing more true than that. <laughs> All right. I got last one. Barry writes, once I figured out that I was a green turquoise, things made sense. Since I am a female and a green aura, sometimes men are intimidated by me. I am obsessed with documentaries. and <laughs> a lot of documentaries. And sometimes it's scary how I can detach from emotions and make up the right decision for the right reasons. I usually need to see the big picture in order to correctly read a situation and make a decision about how to respond. Once I understand I can resolve things in an instant, I generally have two to three options available in case things get off course. I loathe small talk and insignificant conversations, and I don't mind spending time alone. In fact, being able to spend time alone recharges me. I'm also empathic and I've learned to shield myself from the energy of others so they don't feed on my energy. That's awesome. I just love that. So... Green auras, I hope you guys felt a little bit more heard today. I hope more come to the Mr. Kale Spiritual Family. Yes. I mean, yes. And here's a here's a red thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you have a green <laughs> in your life, please tell them to subscribe. Yeah. And, of course, give a review of the podcast and bring them into the, yeah. into the fold. Bring them into the uh, fam. Yeah, we'd love to have them. Yeah, we definitely do. I think we, yes, we definitely have more green women than we used to when yes, we first started thank this. goodness. Yes. It was like just a purple indigo fest. Yeah. And now we do have a lot more... <laughs> Greeds and the turquoises, right? Um, so, and, and even in our discussion groups that we have, mm-hmm. we, we are the, the greens always get green women always get excited in the discussion groups of another green oh. woman comes on. Most of our discussion groups are women. I think we have one, we have two guys in okay. the discussion groups now, but yeah, they do get very excited if if uh, a green woman comes on. So yeah, we definitely encourage that. I think well. it's nice to be with a group of women too, since a lot of I was we were hearing a lot of um, green women saying it's sometimes hard to be around men, or sometimes hard to be around people in general, or people don't understand them. It's nice to kind of be in a place where we're like you're green, okay, cool, you know, talk the way you want to talk, and and have other types of people be like, oh, I embrace you, so so I'm glad that they're coming into the yeah, and the I, fam. I'll give a shout out to Wednesdays <laughs> eight forty five with Kendra. They would love to have some more green women. <laughs> more green. Yes, they would love it. They're gonna actually, they'll probably. Be so happy if they, if they listen to this. They definitely are recruiting more green. They're women. recruiting greens. Yeah, and, but Kendra's a pink. Kendra, she, yes. she leaves a. She's got some pink and purple. But there's a lot of greens in there, and they want more greens. Okay, good. Yeah. It used it used to be all green, like because we used I to have Shenya, and she was a green indigo. The turtles, the turtles, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of. They green called women. themselves the turtles. Yeah, yeah, but then 
you know, Shania, life got in the way, you know, she had a, a baby and yeah, everything. Yeah, things happen. Things yeah. happen. Um, and then start, happen. the green started to, to, to go down. Oh, and now great. we got to bring that green back up. Come back, so We want you, green women. Come. <laughs> there it is. There's a spot for you. All right. This podcast is for you and about you, and we're so glad you spent some time with us today. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.